You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Day. If you haven't already been making plans, you have mere hours to arrange a long-expected party. Seriously though, tomorrow is widely celebrated as the birthday of both Bilbo and his nephew, Frodo Baggins. If you can't muster a party, perhaps a large firework that flies like a dragon. Failing that, maybe a few bottles of hard cider and catch up on the Rings of Power. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for September 21st. And today, we celebrate the original 1937 publication of The Hobbit. Okay, technically, The Hobbit isn't science fiction, fair point, but it has informed and influenced science fiction for decades. The Hobbit, while extremely well-regarded since its publication, hummed along quietly until the hippies came along in the 60s. They glommed on to the naturalistic features of the book, along with its sequel, The Lord of the Rings. Frodo Lives was a common sign among them. Since then, the sword and sorcery of Tolkien's work have intermingled with sci-fi. Consider the works of Roger Zelaney or Cameron Hurley as just two examples of many. Star Wars clearly owes a debt to Tolkien. George Lucas has made no secret of the mythological elements underlying the original movie. He was, after all, mentored by Joseph Campbell, who taught comparative mythology. Tolkien's work was, at the time, something entirely new on the scene. It was a modern mythology. It was not an allegory for World War I, and Middle-earth does not overlay onto a map of wartime Europe. Tolkien soundly rejected such ideas until his death, and his children, the youngest of whom died earlier this year, continued to fight that idea. Tolkien was a philologist. That's a job that no longer exists. It's a lover and student of words. The closest equivalent in today's academe is linguist. Following his service in World War I, Tolkien settled in at Oxford, where he taught Anglo-Saxon. He had created a couple of elvish languages before he wrote The Hobbit. Then, when that was published and did well, his publishers wanted more. He wrote The Silmarillion, leaning heavily on his elvish, but the publisher wanted more hobbits. The result was Lord of the Rings. Most people don't know that the first editions of The Hobbit read differently than the book does today. Originally, Bilbo and Gollum parted on friendlier terms after Gollum bet and lost his ring in the Riddles game. Only when Tolkien had to return to Middle-earth did he have to change that, so that Gollum swore he would HATE HIM FOREVER! Tolkien tried to add other minor changes to The Hobbit to make it fit more seamlessly with Lord of the Rings, but he gave up after three chapters, saying the changes were changing the story too much. And while we're on the topic, the riddle game they played down in those caverns was an old Anglo-Saxon tradition. There are about 90 such riddles among surviving Anglo-Saxon texts. They range from the religious to the mundane to the obscene. Anglo-Saxon poetry rhymes through alliteration. The rhyming element is words at the beginning of each line starting with the same letter. The exception is the riddles, which rhyme at the end, like modern English poetry. Tolkien used simplified Anglo-Saxon riddles in The Hobbit. 
The Hobbit got published on the approval of the publisher's son. Both Rankin-Bass and Ralph Bakshi have created animated treatments. Then some fellow named Peter Jackson made six movies on Tolkien's work. And now, of course, there's a new series set in that world. The franchise has raked in billions, and there's no end in sight. All because a 10-year-old boy told his dad that he liked a book written by a lover of words. So take off your shoes, break out your sword, call some friends over, and have a Tolkien marathon tomorrow night. Oh, and if you want to give everyone a shot at some Anglo-Saxon riddles, they're on Wikipedia. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 21st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.